Well, here we are. It is time, Simba. If you understand that reference, you might be about the age where we should be working together. It's possible. But it is now one of three times a year that I'm accepting clients for my freedom framework, overcoming food sensitivities and increasing energy without unnecessary restriction. My goal for my one-on-one clients is to take them through frameworks and explore tools for achieving 50, 80, 90% of their goals in just a few months and show them how to continue to heal on their own so they don't need me anymore. Honestly, I think we're doing great one-on-one work here, helping women that would otherwise be falling through the cracks, thinking that they're just aging, that they're just moms, that they just, and it may be true that they just have stress when really those stress hormones and their other core systems just really need some serious support and some serious love to serve them for years to come without symptoms. So if you'd like to clear inflammation, eczema, food sensitivities, or improve energy and brain clarity, I'd love to chat with you. You can book a call with me at kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, kristabigler.com forward slash FSS, and that link will be in the show notes. Welcome to the Less Stressed Life podcast. This is your host, Krista Bigler, private practice integrative nutritionist, helping people across the U.S. reverse digestive issues, eczema, and autoimmunity via phone and video consult. To learn more, visit lessstressednutrition.com. Now, on to the show. Okay, so today on The Less Stressed Life, we have Charity Lighten, which sounds like such a happy, happy, happy name. So Charity (laughs) holds her master's in nutrition science. She's passionate about gut health, sourdough bread, her faith, family, and she's the co-founder of Silver Fern Brand, a company we'll talk about a little bit later, that specializes in my favorite spore-based probiotics, whole food nutrients, and products for kids and more. So welcome, Charity. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So I had a fun little, um, my morning time this morning was really kind of checking you out online and learning a lot oh. more about your background. <laughs> and so it's kind of fun. And we've talked before and, and had a, a great time kind of getting to know each other a little bit. But you recently, I mean, it hasn't been too many years you started this supplement brand and company. And we'd like to know a little bit more about the background. How does that happen? Who is Charity? And tell us a little bit more about you and, and how you got in this industry. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's funny. I kind of feel like I, I have parallel worlds. It's it's really quite bizarre because I did not begin this journey with this end in mind at all. In fact, my bachelor's degree is in accounting, like totally, totally different field of study. And, and then to be honest, after I graduated, I had, um, baby, 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 baby. So like four little kids all under the age of six, that was kind of, um, my life for a while. I I loved business. I always had little businesses on the side. Um, a little known, very little known fact about me is I had like an eBay store where I would buy and I would, I would buy carpets, mostly like pottery barn carpets and sell them on eBay. Um, I had, I got my real estate license. I had a tax business. I mean, just random little things to kind of keep my brain engaged while I was raising all of my babies. Um, and then it's been almost, it's been, gosh, yeah, almost 10 years ago. Um, I just kind of had this feeling that I, um, needed to delve just a little bit more in nutrition. And, and Chris, if I'm being like totally honest with you, that w- that came from a pretty vain place. Um, I was always the type of girl that 
would do anything to be skinny. Um, it wasn't something that came easily or naturally to me. And so that was really where I first started thinking, Oh my gosh, I just, I just want to be skinny and I'll do anything and I'll try anything. And, um, I really remember, I I actually had a, a fairly profound spiritual experience, um, where this, this almost voice, I'm just going to say it like voice came into my mind and it was like charity when you are ready to be healthy and not just skinny, there are things that I have to teach you. Um, so that's kind of where, that's kind of where my journey began. Um, but I don't want to bore your list, bore like all your listeners. Like, should I go into like the next steps after that? No, I think that's good because I'm guessing there's a lot of people listening that either have clients that exactly like your story, that story is really not different from a lot of women's stories, right? Yeah. I mean, even in my background, uh, the, the percentage of people that are in this, you know, we're, we're both in nutrition world, right? But the percentage of people yes. that come into this industry, come into it sometimes for the wrong reasons initially, right? Just because exactly like what you said. And, you know, it, I think awareness is the biggest thing. So shedding some awareness on that is great. Give us the next, the next thing that happened yeah. for you. So next thing was I, I delved in like feet first, head first, everything first. I studied and studied and studied. I became certified. I, um, started teaching classes. I became very, very compelled by all the literature that talked about disease prevention. That's really what my passion was disease prevention through nutrition. Um, and I started teaching classes, particularly cancer prevention through nutrition. I was what was called a food for life instructor. Um, and I became very, very passionate about just spreading the message of like, take care of your bodies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and decided that I wanted to delve even further, get my master's in nutrition science. And that's kind of the trajectory of my life, um, until August 17th of 2015. And that was probably the darkest day of my life. And my sweetheart, the love of my life, we had been married, um, for almost 20 years came to me after a colonoscopy and said, um, honey, I have colon cancer. Um, gosh, like even just saying it, it still is still, it's hard. It, it was a hard, hard time. Um, we found out two days later that it had already spread to his lungs and to his liver. And so I finally, um, I felt some clarity in a really weird, bizarre way that I had almost somewhat been prepared. I mean, I know that sounds kind of crazy, but this, this, I had been prepared in, in many different ways. So cancer became our journey, our fight. And gosh, it's October 16th, <laughs> 2018. And, um, he is a miracle and we're fighting still. I sure would love to say, Oh yeah, well, he's in remission and there's no tumors, but that's not the case. He's not in remission and there still are tumors, but we live a very amazing, abundant life and cancer is at the forefront, um, of our everyday. And we just have different ways that we're trying to fight it and trying to deal with it. Maybe, maybe that's a discussion, you know, for another day, but, um, so disease kind of became part of my platform also. Um, and as part of the platform of disease came this, um, inquisition of, you know, where, where does disease start? And I am not going to stand here and say, I have the answer to that, but I have clues. And I feel like 
the clues are from Hippocrates, all disease starts in the gut. And so a passion for gut health and all that that means and how the gut affects the body and the microbiome and, um, you know, all of those things kind of led into my passion for probiotics. And, and now, like, now I have a supplement company, which is really not something that I thought would have been part of my journey, but something that I'm really, really passionate about. And as you know, and I know you've talked to your listeners before about probiotics and spore-based probiotics, um, but I feel like they are a really, really important part of managing a gut that's being attacked daily by things that are in our control and things that are not in our control. So that's kind of a long introduction to kind of how Silver Fern and, and just a little bit about my story. Yeah, absolutely. I want to highlight a few things. So one, you're right. It's probably important to make that distinction. Spore-based probiotics are different than regular probiotics. If people want to get kind of the whole, whole picture of that, they can listen to the episode, forget everything you know about probiotics. Um, charity partners. Yeah, with, such a good one. Yeah, it, it's she listened to it as well. And so anyway, we can talk more about that at the end and kind of how that all wraps together. And then two, thank you for sharing your story that's not easy for you to share about your husband and your personal life. And um, just side note, you know, colon cancer being one of the screenable one of the, I think, four screenable cancers. Um, so really, I guess speaks to, hey, it's really great to have some screening done, right? Because things can totally. sneak up on you. So, I mean, it not even, you know, our body, speaking of clues, our body gives us clues. And yeah. men, I mean, we're all, we all kind of put our health to the side until like we've got bleeding arms, you know, basically. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. um, we're always taking care of everyone else before ourselves, typically, which just kind of transitions nicely into the whole mom thing. So, as a mom of four, Earlier before you were saying you were doing some jobs to keep your brain engaged and I know how that is and you want to have fulfillment and whatnot. And so we were talking a little bit off air about kind of about brain fog and mom stuff and brain and gut health. And so I think today you were wanting to share a little bit about gut and brain health. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's just such a fascinating connection. Like for so long, we thought that a lot of the communication went from the brain to the gut. And what we now know is that's actually not the case. Most of kind of that connection goes from the brain to the gut. And so, you know, with, with that in play, there's just been a lot of research done on, okay, well, what does that mean? How does, how does the gut actually affect the brain? Um, and you know, one thing, one very, I don't know, like word buzzword. That's what I'll say. Buzzword that's been going around is leaky gut. And, um, you know, I'm sure your audience is very, very familiar, but it's just the idea that, you know, these tight junctions or, or your gut's not kind of keeping everything inside that it should. Well, one of those elements, um, is something called LPS lipopolysaccharides. They're from gram negative bacteria that when they stay within your gut, they're, they're really quite harmless. The problem is we're finding this LPS showing up in places that it shouldn't show up. One of those quite damaging places is the brain. Um, In fact, we now know that LPS, when it is released through a leaky gut, can cross the blood-brain barrier. That's that's a scary thing, right? There's not many things that, that can do that. But unfortunately, LPS can cross into the brain. So, um, one interesting study, let me see if I can find it. This was February of this year. Um, and this was published in the frontiers in aging neuroscience. It talks about LPS and how it is associated with amyloid plaque. Well, the reason that that is should, should be a red flag for anybody is that amyloid plaque 
is one of the um, conditions of Alzheimer's disease. So what's fascinating is that this this LPS, there's a few things we know about it. Um, throughout the body, there's, there's these things called toll-like receptors, and we know that LPS um, attaches to it's called TLR4. And when it attaches, it uh, basically mediates the increase of cytokines or, or inflammatory things in the body when that connection happens. Well, here's what's really, really interesting is that the brain has um, obviously brain cells, but there are certain cells in the brain that are part of the immune system. Like that's not something I ever knew. I did not, I don't know. I was like, oh, I didn't, I had no idea that there's specific cells and they're called, um, microglia cells that are in the brain that are part of the immune system. And, and these cells are really, really sensitive and they're working all the time to kind of protect the brain. Well, here's the interesting part. These particular cells have TLR4 receptors. And so we now know that this LPS that's traveling from a leaky gut into the brain is actually triggering inflammation in the brain. And inflammation in the brain leads to amyloid plaque production, which, as we mentioned before, is one of the characteristics of Alzheimer's. So just this idea, like, you know, I used to kind of roll my eyes just a little bit with, with I don't know, gut health things. Um, but the more I learn, the more I go, wow, this, like, this is a really, really important topic that people need to understand. Um, one, one other element that's really interesting um, is mood brain disorders. Uh, I've got four teenagers now. My, my four babies are not babies anymore. And I am tremendously saddened and shocked by the increase of both anxiety and depression, but also suicide among this age group in our society. And so you go, like, what's going on? And and again, like, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stand here and go, oh, I have all the answers. But I hypothesize that one of the elements, certainly not all of the elements, but one of the elements could be the fact that the gut is being absolutely annihilated by by external factors. One of those being glyphosate. And I know that you and Kron had the most intelligent conversation on glyphosate. So I'm not I'm not gonna go into that, but absolutely, you know, your listeners should go back. Do you know that episode number, Krista? I don't, but it's called forget everything okay. you know about probiotics. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. such a good one. So I, I won't, I won't get into that. Um, but this interesting, um, neurotrophins are these growth factors in the brain. Okay. And they, they lead to the healthy development of, and, and survival of, of neurons in the brain. Well, some interesting studies found that this, um, there's this something called brain derived neurotrophic factor. So BDNF. And this protein um, has been heavily associated with depression and suicide. There's, there's quite a bit of evidence to suggest that depression is actually associated with this reduced brain BDNF levels. Um, and so you kind of go, well, well, why does that matter? Well, along those same lines is something called cognitive reactivity. And this just simply... It, that's a very, very fancy way of saying, okay, how well do people deal with um, dysphoria or this idea of dissatisfaction with their life? So they can, they can study um, different people and go, okay, they're, and give them a score of this con cognitive reactivity. It's but basically, it's like, how well can they deal with 
with difficult things. And so these, these types of studies have been done. And what's really fascinating is that there are some interesting studies on probiotic supplementation. And what they have found is that those, um, that have been supplemented with probiotics show a, a, a significantly reduced overall cognitive reactivity to sad moods or, or high pressure um, situations or, or anxiety. So this, again, it's kind of a, a boring scientific way of saying like what's going on inside of our gut has a tremendous impact of what's going on inside of our brain. Um, I'm also really, really intrigued by addiction. I've got a long line of family history of alcohol addiction. And so that's another thing that's quite interesting. GABA is produced in the gut and a healthy gut can produce a healthy amount of GABA. And here's why that's interesting. GABA has, has an interesting way of letting the brain kind of let go of, let's say addictive behaviors or addictive thoughts. And without GABA, letting go of those is is really quite difficult. Um, so all of these things are just kind of interconnected with the importance of keeping your gut really healthy. Um, there was something really interesting published today. Let me see if I can find this was published. Um, I just, let's see, this is more in a newsletter. I I'd have to find the actual study, but the newsletter talks about new research associating probiotics with brain fogginess. Now, this is where I get a little bit defensive. So I hope it's okay if I kind of go on the defense here. And this is, you know, what we've talked about spore forming probiotics. So there's a lot of things in the news that I've noticed lately. And I'm sure the reason I've noticed is because, because of, um, my company, but a lot of things kind of bashing probiotics. Mm -hmm. So this particular article talked about, um, those taking probiotics had an increase in brain fogginess. Well, there's, there's an actual reason why that brain fogginess is occurring. And that's because a lot of this, these probiotic bacteria are being released in the small intestine and in the small intestine, they produce delactic acid, which is linked to brain fogginess. Well, here's why that's of interest to me. Um, because a good, a truly good probiotic should not be released in the small intestine. It should be released in the large intestine. And that's why those spore-based probiotics are so critical because they actually go through that kind of very harsh environment of the gastric system. They get down to the large intestine where they're released. Um, and on that note, a totally other side tangent, when they're released in the proper space, which is actually the large intestine, that's where short-chain fatty acids are produced. And we know that those short-chain fatty acids um, – also have an impact on the brain. So really just this whole, it's just feels like it's full circle. You know, when we talk about this gut brain connection, it really is okay. In order to take care of the brain, um, we need to take care of the gut. And luckily there's things that people can do. Absolutely. So I'm going to kind of summarize some of that whole full circle thing again, because okay. every single in that, that's a beautiful aha moment. I always want people to stop by here and say, ah, yeah. I learned something. <laughs> I love it. So we were talking about how gut health influences amyloid plaque, which influences Alzheimer's, right? So now mm -hmm. we have, now we have some really, really basic science on how that works, right? Um, mm -hmm. And how the microglia cells in the brain are part of the immune system. Like who knew that there was brain cells that are part of the immune right? system, right? Big yeah. deal, right? And that makes sense since our immune system is largely in our gut as well. 
Um, it all comes around together. We talked about uh, mood disorders with anxiety. And you're right. That is like awful and saddening that anxiety, depression, suicide are so elevated. And how brain-derived neurotropic factor, BDNF, um, or reduced BDNF is associated with depression, which is really related to gut health as well. And then you also talked about, we talked about small, like the brain fog. And yeah. we talked about small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, which really has been a condition that's been out for about 10 years. Maybe your doctor doesn't doesn't know what it is yet. It does take a long time for kind of current research to hit kind of everywhere mainstream. So you did a beautiful job of kind of talking about some of the issues with this is where a broad, a broad study that kind of pushes puts everything into one umbrella, right? So all of probiotics are not created equal, right? Every strain has different benefits. Some strains are actually not incredible. Some are really fantastic. Some do different things, right? All of that is really, really relevant. And so I like how you brought that in and talked about um, how how important it was for probiotics to get to the large intestine. So I have a little story about that we've all probably done something like this, right? If we've tried probiotics or people say, I tried probiotics, I didn't feel a difference, right? And I will say that I think this is where it's important to kind of um, make that distinction of spore-based versus conventional probiotics. There are, you know, typical probiotics that also make it to the large intestine, some particular strains. But I will tell you a little story. When my oldest daughter was very young, and we knew about gut health, but we really thought gut health was just probiotics and we didn't know the difference between them. Uh, my husband used to put, pro- like, open a capsule and spread it on her toast and say, Don't tell mom, this is the most important ingredient. <laughs> he was fantastic with reverse psychology. And in retrospect, <laughs> I don't know how much of that actually got anywhere, right? Like, did it just get to the stomach acid and get killed? Did it just stop there, right? Right before the small intestine or just barely, you know, get to that point? Whereas with sport, based probiotics, I don't have to worry about that now, which is nice, right? Or if I know my strains. And so that's kind of another another piece um, that maybe you want to share with us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so it's it's so hard because so like I have such empathy for the amount of confusion that's out there. Like I get it. I have, there's six kids in my family. There are seven kids in my husband's family. So I have, you know, family conversations and it's kind of like, well, how are you supposed to know? There's so much information and the really hard thing. I mean, one thing that was devastating to me when I was getting my master's degree was that I literally could find conflicting studies published, both published by, by reputable sources that had like opposite outcomes. Like that's hard. Mm -hmm. You go, you like, I, I get the confusion that's out there. And so for me, I try to offer some clarity when you are looking to buy a probiotic. Now, the first thing I should say is I actually do believe probiotics are beneficial. So BBC came out with a study last month. Um, I shouldn't say a study. It was more an, an article. And the, t- the title was probiotics deemed useless. And as I read through it, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like I wasn't angry by the study. I'm like, yes, all of these strains we know are useless. That's part of our story. That's why we don't use those strains in the silver fern brand. That's why we've gone to these spore-based um, probiotics that Kron talked about, um, which we are one of the very few that that white label from from Kron. I, I mean, he's a dear friend, and I'm grateful that he has been the one to bring these spores here. So the idea that all probiotics are created equal. Um, is a really, it makes me cringe because I'm like, they're really, really not like, for example, I used to spend the money. I would get refrigerated probiotics. Um, because I think I thought, well, if it's living, it must be 
you know, superior. But now I, I simply explain to people, listen, if it, if it is refrigerated, it means it can't survive room temperature. So what in the world is going to happen as soon as the, the stomach acids hit that or the bile salts or the pancreatic enzymes, like it's, there's no way that it's going to survive. Um, and so here's the, the simple answer. People can look for a probiotic that one is spore-based or they call them spore-biotics. Number two has been DNA verified, which basically means, um, unfortunately, supplements got kind of a bad rap a while ago where what was on the label when third-party testing came along was not actually what was inside the bottle. So it's important to have third-party, you know, we have third-party testing that's verified that what's on our label is actually inside of our bottle. So it can at least give people, uh, they can rest assured, okay, there's, you know, some transparency there. And then the third thing is to make sure that it's been tested for survivability. Um, Again, just so that it can make it to the large intestine, which is what we talked about. And um, as far as the kids go, like, like I said, I mean, I've got kids and you've got kids and that's important thing. So we just, just, just launched, um, a children's probiotic, the only spore-based probiotic for kids. Um, our capsules, you can open them up and they're safe to give to kids, but most of my kids are like, yeah, no thanks. I'd rather just have a chewable that tastes like a uh, Smartie. And yes, they're teenagers and they still act like children. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are, those are a few things that, that people can do. So you're saying that could work for your husband that acts like a child as well. Um, yes. In fact, in fact, I was fighting with my team on the label to put kids probiotics and then in parentheses put four dads too. And they're like, no, people will get confused. I was like, okay, fine. We don't need to put that on there. <laughs> but that's what we wanted that in, in spirit. That's what goes on there. Yes. Yes. That's exactly what we wanted. Um, so yeah, so, so probiotics, but you know what? I also want to give people other tips. Like I don't want it to just be like, okay, that's the only thing you can do. There's other that people can do to improve their gut. So can we get into a few of those? Absolutely. We'd love to. Okay. Okay. So as a nutritionist, my biggest plea for people is fiber, 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 fiber. I mean, I say it all the time. I don't care what the latest craze diet. I, I don't care what diet you're on. Just make sure you're getting enough fiber. Um, and also like for me personally, like colon cancer, the studies linking people that have adequate amounts of fiber daily are significantly more protected against colon cancer. Like that's a big deal. And to me, that's a simple thing to do. It's like what your grandmother always said, you know, eat your broccoli or eat your rice or whatever. Like the whole foods that are in abundance in our country are often loaded with fiber. So I did, I do get a little nervous when I hear different diets. Like, um, for example, I'll go there, I'll the keto diet for me. That's fine. Just please make sure you're getting enough fiber. Um, and then those that aren't, there's some, there's supplements out there. We've got a great supplement called Tino. It's, it's, I put it in my smoothie. You can't taste it. It gives me 10 grams of fiber in one tablespoon. Like that's just an easy way to, to do something for my gut. And, you know, prebiotics is another kind of buzzword and we're working on a phenomenal prebiotic right now that, um, is, will be designed specifically to help feed healthy bacteria. But in the meantime, fiber is a great prebiotic. It feeds the healthy bacteria in our body. So that's one, one takeaway that people can, can have. Another takeaway is we know that the more diverse the microbiome, 
the better. So what's an actionable step that people can take increasing their own diversity of their microflora? Well, studies show if they increase the variety of plant food that they consume. So we all get into a rut in the kitchen. I know I do, where I kind of make the same things over and over. Or like my kids, they like steamed broccoli, which lucky me, that's great. But that's an easy go-to be like, oh, we'll just have steamed broccoli as the vegetable because I know my kids like it. Um, So all I would encourage your listeners to do is maybe push that envelope just a little bit. Maybe have, you know, carrots one night or maybe have um, coleslaw or a mixed green salad or have tomatoes and cucumbers one night. Just the idea of um, pushing against complacency and, and just trying to increase the plant variety in our diet we know can have a fairly immediate effect on, on the diversity of our microbiome. So that's another thing we can do. Um, right. Different, different yeah. fibers or different types of fibers from different foods promote different types of bacterial growth. So not having variety is kind of a it's kind of a problem, which is why just a, I totally agree with everything you just said there. Everyone gets into these ruts. So that's why I love utilizing some of these things like CSAs or like kind of just grab bag baskets of different fruits yeah. and vegetables because they force you to go use something that you probably weren't going to buy. Um, so those oh, are, that's brilliant. That's why Such I like that. Point. It's like, oh, just surprise me and I'll make this happen, you know? Yeah, that's actually a really, really good point. I've had those. You're like, oh, man, now i got to use this eggplant. But yeah, that's so smart. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because it forces you to do something outside of your comfort zone. Yeah, okay, so everybody go out and sign up for their, their local CSA. I think that's a great suggestion. Yeah, so um, is there anything else you wanted to add to that list? Because I thought that was beautiful. Well, good. Yeah. And you know, there's just a few, I mean, there's simple things, avoid the sugars, avoid the processed foods. Those things feed your bad bacteria. Those actually create more cravings in your brain anyway. Um, I love, I love the, the, the idea of having a pet too. Let, actually, let me rephrase that, Krista. <laughs> I do not like animals and I do really, I'm not a pet person at all. I like um, the idea but, of a pet though. <laughs> right. But then my kids wore me down after about eight years and we got a dog And I will say, I love, love our dog. I do love our dog, but, um, I give myself extra little pats on the back, like bonus mom points that we know having a pet does help with the diversity of our microbiome. So have a pet or hug a pet, or even just have more human interaction that actually shows like hugging more human interaction actually helps with the diversity of our gut. So yeah. Just, just little things that people can do. Yeah. I uh, love those little tidbits because they're kind of like make some people kind of bristle a little <laughs> bit. And you're right. Like yeah. uh, the microbiome's everywhere. So just so you know, when you give someone a, like, be careful who you hug or, right. or maybe it's a good thing who you hug. So you get a little diversity all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Help so your funny. fight. Help, help your body fight off the bad ones, I guess. But yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. I love it. So that was really great. Um, I, I, I think I like the dynamic here. We keep it moving and we deliver good stuff. So I, I liked your, I liked your, uh, your style here. So, Oh, good. I talk, I get very passionate. So sometimes it's just like word vomit. So I'm glad that you and I can kind of (laughs) have this conversation together. No, I loved it very much. So, you know, finally, the question that kind of everyone gets is if the person that's listening to this is thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm like, I feel like this per- my uncle could benefit from this and I need this and um, some other things like what's a, a parting. We'll talk about where people can find you online, too. But what's your gut reaction? If you just wanted to share with people, like if they had to take one takeaway that they could do today to improve their overall gut health, to improve their brain health. Like what's your, what's your thing you want to make sure that they get? 
Yeah. So for me, I would say it's going to sound like a broken record, but I would be like, tell, tell your uncle, make sure two things, eat fiber and take a good quality probiotic because they're simple. That's why, because they're, they're simple, they're doable, and they will actually have a real impact. Some of the other stuff like you might not, you know, I think people should have a water filter. I think those things are important. There's, there's other things that we can do, but as far as what's the easiest thing, in my opinion, it's just eat some fiber. Cause it's not, I, people, people hate the idea of cutting things out. Like mm-hmm. I've worked with clients and anytime you've got to cut something out, like that brings kind of emotion. But so I'm like, don't cut anything out. I'm, I'm saying add stuff in, add the fiber into your diet, eat more of that stuff. And then of course, take a good spore-based probiotic. Mm-hmm. Good. And so speaking of spore-based probiotics, you're right. So you're one of the few companies that can white label um, our favorite spore biotics. And so let's talk about where people can find those. And I think you have a discount code. Yes. Okay. So people can find them on our website, silverfirmbrand.com. There's also some great information um, on the website, also on our Facebook page. I've got some great interviews with Karan on there. So we right now just sell in two places, just silverfirmbrand.com and amazon.com. I personally am an Amazon junkie, I'll admit it. So like one click is fabulous for me. And then yes, we will do a, a code just type in less stressed on the website and they'll get 20% off anything that they want to try out. We've got some, I mean, I didn't even talk about, you know, our protein powder, which is the best out there because it's got probiotics and digestive enzymes in there. We've got some kids products. We've got an amazing enzyme. So yeah, lots of really, really great products that I'm, that I'm very, very proud of. Yeah. Like a whole food multivitamin, which we didn't get to talk yes, about. Yes. I that's know. A, I'm a fan of a whole food multivitamin when possible. So. Yes. Yes. So yeah. So th- yeah, they, they can get on there and check it out. Yeah. Well, thank you so very much, Charity, for coming on, sharing some strategies for brain and gut health, and just kind of enlightening us today about that whole big circle. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me on and giving me a little bit of a voice to something I'm quite passionate about. Hey, I'm just popping in to give you my honest feedback. I received a box of Silver Ferns products yesterday that I paid for. I did not get for free. And it is so good. The chocolate is fantastic. And it's sweetened with monk fruit. Uh, their product there you have a, a, a monk fruit product on their website it's really really delicious um so definitely all guilt-free high quality good dark chocolate and then also i've got their protein powder which is pea-based but not gritty like most protein um pea-based protein powders it's a vegan protein powder so it's like sacha inchi and some other seed base but it's fantastic so just giving you my honest two cents it is really good and it's kind of nice that they've got There are favorite spore probiotics in the chocolate and the other products as well. So now I'm off to go try their little endurance formula before a workout. Hope that helps. One of the best gifts you could give us at The Less Stressed Life is your feedback. We are paid in podcast reviews. If you enjoyed this or any other episode, please leave us a review. In the iTunes store or from your podcast app, just search for Less Stressed Life as if you're not already subscribed. Click on the banana face image, scroll to the bottom where it shows the text of other reviews, and write a review. While you're there, hey, make sure you hit subscribe. For Android or Stitcher users, you gotta go to the desktop site and search for Less Stress Life and then scroll down to leave a review. Stitcher doesn't load Apple reviews on their site, so if you want, you can leave a review in both places. Your feedback means a lot to the success of the show. Thanks so much for taking the time to do that. You rock. 